0: hello everyone i'm laura ellsworth welcoming you to prairie doc radio this is a program of the healing words foundation a 501c3 founded by dr richard Holm. we are here to answer your medical questions so give us a call at 605-692-1430 605-692-1430 With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thanks for having me. Gets me out of work for a little bit.
0: And <laughs> get to change up the pace a little bit. You've already been in some though, I right? have, got. yeah. Yeah, in and out. So that's good. We are going to be talking about kindness this week in the Prairie Doc world. We try to kind of pick a topic each week. And um, this week's um, Thursday night episode on television is a rerun about kindness in medicine, Um, I think that's an important thing for all of us to think about all the time, no no matter what our careers are and what's going on. um, But kindness in medicine. Um, How have using kindness impact your practice and the way you connect with patients?
1: Well, um, you know, obviously, if you're kind, you're going to connect with people more. And you're going to have a much more meaningful relationship with your patient, a more effective relationship with your patient. They're more likely to follow through with the treatment plans and and have this rapport with you that will lead to a, a better experience for both of us overall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know it's 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 very important, and I think it's great that the medical school has recognized that and, and is putting an emphasis on that. You know, certainly it wasn't a problem with the m- medical school; they weren't cited as not being kind, uh, but the. Uh, I, the there's several lots of medical schools are just starting to do this and but but south dakota is one of the first and 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 it was because we're realizing of course that to be a good doctor not only do you need to be good at what you do and smart but being part of being good at what you do is 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 being kind and and being in and having a good bedside manner and so how do you teach that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know how do you teach that is is it inherent are you born that way or you know some people you know we've got kids and and they they act a little differently in some ways they were just born that way, but there's also so many factors into that and and uh you know we can dive into that this morning, some
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so certainly the just being mindful of it um yeah. I know as med students, there's so much to learn and think about the the facts the technicalities and all of those skill things, but to make sure kindness isn't important part that's mixed in to what they're doing when they practice medicine is important
1: right right you know it's a big part of it's going to be modeling you know learning from so much medicine is is also learning from others and uh there's there's the book book learning but then at some point there's the real world learning and how is that done and how do you do that in this sometimes short amount of time Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and some are better at that than others. And, uh, and it certainly helps if you're kind and you get on the same page with the patient mm-hmm. and, uh, and you listen mm-hmm. to the patient. Uh, I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, have some empathy with the patient. You know, try to put yourself in their shoes to kind of understand what's going on uh, and how you can come up with a solution that's, that's going to work. I think that can be really helpful too.
0: All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: The five major symptoms of a heart attack are... Chest pain or discomfort in the center or left side of the chest that lasts for more than a few minutes or goes away and comes back. The discomfort can feel like uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness, or pain. You might feel weak, light headed, or faint. You might even break out into a cold sweat. You may have pain or discomfort in the jaw, neck, or back. You may have pain or discomfort in one or both shoulders. Shortness of breath may come with the chest discomfort. Other symptoms of a heart attack could include unusual or unexplained tiredness and nausea or vomiting. Women are more likely to have these symptoms. Call 911 if you notice symptoms of a heart attack. Promoting health and safety, the Avera Medical Group, Brookings.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605 692 1430. Before our break, we were talking about kindness in medicine. That's our Prairie Doc topic this week, and how the medical school has really um, built that into the curriculum in recent years, teaching about kindness as well as all that important medical information. Dr. Ellsworth, you were telling us about how it really helps you connect with your patients as you build rapport. Um, I feel like that ties right into, you know, primary care as you, uh, and the importance of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that primary care and showing kindness and building relationships goes together?
1: Yeah. Um, it, you know the beauty with primary care is that you get to know your patient ideally, and 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 I'm sorry for those that don't feel like they know their doctor, and maybe maybe need to see them more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hopefully you don't need to see them more, but but uh, um, uh, hopefully you can build that relationship because that's really going to be the key to success too. Is so that you're on the same page and you know each other and you know what what uh, what's what, 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 what's going to work and what expectations are, you know, there's getting to be a lot of cookie cutter medicine. You have to do this, you do this. And you have, if you have this, you do this, but unfortunately uh, not everyone fits in the same box. Mm-hmm. and uh not solution always works well for the same person and so well, that's why we have to allow some of this flexibility with solutions and with uh medications to to know what's going to work for each individual person and and uh, having a primary care physician who's willing to work with you and find the solution that's best for you is what's going to help you the best you, usually
0: And just if people aren't familiar with that topic of primary care, what does that mean?
1: The uh, the doc that you see for most all your problems, Mm -hmm. you know, that you might go to first. And if they end up needing help and referring you to someone else, great. But, you know, unfortunately, sometimes people get on this kick where they, oh, my stomach hurts, so I'm going to go see... uh, the GI doc. And then the GI doc does a bunch of tests and you know, that's not it. So we're going to send you to the heart doctor and the heart doctor does a bunch of tests and no, that's not it. And so then they send you to someone else. And unfortunately, maybe if you had seen your primary care doc, sometimes they're able to steer you in the right direction from the get-go sure, or maybe even just figured it out right then and there Mm -hmm. because they're not so focused just on one organ system
0: because all the systems are connected.
1: All the systems are connected. We are <sighs> a person made of many parts.
0: And as people, we're all connected.
1: We are. Which
0: is why this kindness um, is so important. What were you taught about kindness and compassion in medical school and residency, or how were you taught about those things?
1: Well, it goes back to learning from various uh, attendings. Those would be the doctors that I worked with and and staff and other medical students for that matter. Um, and and modeling behavior, seeing how things are done and how some aren't so good at it and some are. Um, y- you know, I, we had this uh, class called the healer's art and that gave us a time to step back and say, what's it mean to be a good doc and what motivated me to go into medicine and how can I use that to motivate me going forward and to connect with my patients? And so that was a really good good class um, that was part of our curriculum. Um, You know, I'm also reminded of my grandmother who taught nursing for over 30 years at Augustana. And she always said to her nursing students to start with the patient as they are and the situation as it is. And so, you know, put yourself into this person's shoes and and say, okay, what's what's going on right here and how can I help? Mm Where is this person at? Are they just finding out they have cancer and, and they're at this spot? Or are they, you know, or are they really angry today because they can't go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. You know, and how can I help them go to the bathroom so that way they can feel a lot better and then we can move forward? Mm-hmm. And so there's just so much wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard some days to, to, uh, to step back and remind yourself, those things but if we can take a moment beforehand let you know especially in those patients that might be difficult situations that is so helpful to say i'm going to start with this person where they're at and what their needs are and the situation as it is right now and then and then we can move forward from there
0: right move into a healthier system and address more complex issues as you progress then right right
1: Right. i'm also reminded of i got a, a a cousin of mine Sends out a, uh, uh, a devotional most mornings lately, and today's was basically the golden rule. You know, love. It was love thy neighbor as as yourself, and, and uh, you know, basically, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and and, and that's kindness too. Mm-hmm. That that's such a such a strong part of it. And and the and the next verse after that was about how we um if we you know if we keep biting and devouring each other, we will destroy each other. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, there's many things in our country's history that has united us. But unfortunately, COVID-19 is starting to uh, divide us and we need to make this unite us. Mm-hmm. And we need to work together for right. this. Right. And we need to be kind to each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little, I mean, often kindness doesn't really take much work or time or effort. It just catch, take a breath and um. Just say okay how can I um, address the situation with kindness and maybe it's not always our initial reaction but um, we can just kind of change our perspective and um, it works out better for everyone usually if you take that that approach Um, what are some things you do you often have medical students with you in the clinic what are some Is this something you intentionally do or do you just hope they kind of pick up on it? Or do you talk about the importance of empathy and um, taking it to that next step with those students? Or is it just hopefully kind of absorbed as they um, watch physicians work?
1: You know, I guess before it was probably hopefully absorbed uh-huh. and, and and maybe some are, are aren't going to be as good at it as others or whatever but but uh, thankfully, with many of them having their South Dakota roots, they grew up with good uh, backgrounds to mm-hmm. have that connection and know understand community and coming from small towns, a lot of them but uh, so that's why it's great the medical school's putting this into the curriculum so we can be more, uh, have it more in the forefront of what what can we do to help? help, uh, uh, teach this. And, uh, so when you ask what I do, when I have a medical student to help teach this is, um, I think they're just, um, I'm just helping them to connect with, understand how important that patient relationship is. Mm -hmm. And like I said, as, uh, focusing on, on the situation as it is and the patient as they are. And, uh, and, and, and then and it'll help so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430. With any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available on Apple Podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: Being alone or with very limited social interactions during the pandemic can be difficult. With some effort on your part, there are some ways to decrease the effects of isolation. Keep a schedule. Stay active. Do something meaningful, like working on your genealogy or organizing photo albums. Connect with others by letter, email, phone, Zoom, or try online games. Find comfort in old movies or lighting a candle and having a cup of tea. These are just a few ideas to get you thinking. You can do this. If you find your loneliness getting out of hand with feelings of depression, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Dr. Andrew Ellsworth is here in the studio with us today. We have had a couple of questions come in um, as we've been here. The first question says: A caller takes Claritin daily. Going, she's going to be traveling. Can she take Benadryl at night to help her sleep, and still take Claritin dur- during the day?
1: Well, you know, that might be best for her to ask her doctor because it can vary, you know, and uh, depending on the dose and, 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 and age and size, you know, it's pr- as a blanket statement in general, you don't want them to be taking too many different antihistamines at once. You know, it could cause more drowsiness. Of course, that's the point of the Benadryl at night. She wants drowsiness so she could sleep. Uh-huh. So, in the end, I mean, they're fairly benign. She'd probably be okay, but I don't know the dosages necessarily that she's talking about or her situation or diagnoses or other medications that she's on Mm -hmm. so it might be worth just a quick phone call to her doctor to to see if they think it's okay
0: got it so wise to be cautious and consider that just make a quick call to your primary care doc to see if that would be okay or not when you're addressing that all right let's see we had another question come in um about mites. And I think we had something similar last week. What, what is a mite and what do you do if they bite you?
1: Well, I guess I don't know exactly what the doctor said last week about mites. But when I think of mites, I think of a type of arachnoid little tiny bug. Okay. Uh, that uh, can, uh, you know, get on your skin and, and sometimes bite and sometimes they burrow in and there's various types. Uh, Some you can get from swimming or whatever. You know, ticks are going to be in the same category. Um, uh, Scabies, it might be what they're talking about there. And that's a type of little arachnoid bug. Um, And uh, uh, they can sometimes kind of burrow in and and people can get get them... Sometimes between their fingers or along the waistline, and and they can be really, really itchy. And even after they're treated, which you can, you can, you should come in and get treated. You can get them from sleeping on a, a bed in a motel or a hotel or or on a couch or you know from somewhere, and they can be so itchy. And even after you're treated, the, the 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 their bodies, even though they're dead, the proteins from their bodies can still be on you, still cause you to itch for a while after successful treatment. But but in general I think of a mite as as one of this family of uh tiny, tiny little uh bugs that uh can cause problems.
0: All right. Very good. Yeah, those little things can be so pesty yes. <laughs> sometimes. They cause such big problems and you can't even yeah. see them and yeah, all right, very good. Thank you. So we've been talking about kindness uh in medicine this week. Um as we are in this COVID-19 pandemic, what role do you see kindness playing?
1: Well, you know, thinking, once again, it goes to thinking of, of your neighbor. And, uh, you know, if someone's walk, walking into a store with a mask, you know, they might be thinking of themselves, but mainly they're helping others. Mm-hmm. And so they're there thinking of their neighbor. And so if you see someone with a mask, I don't think you should think, oh, they're so worried about this pandemic. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i wearing masks. And to be honest, I, I'm not too worried about myself getting COVID because I'm uh, fairly young and healthy and chances are I'd be just fine. But I still wear a mask usually when I go to the store uh, unless I forget it or whatever, uh, because I want to protect others and I want mm-hmm. to protect my patients and I want to protect the people around me. Um, and uh and so that's really the the motivation for for masks cuz they're more the cloth masks are more effective for helping you prevent the spread to others and of course you know that you can still spread it with even if you don't have symptoms yet um so you know and 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 <sighs> they some point to that there's so many people that have it that didn't know they had it or don't have symptoms and we we kind of knew that from the beginning out of studies out of china that over 80 percent of the time people were going to have very very mild or no symptoms Mm -hmm. Um, but it's those higher risk folks or some people that just got unlucky Mm -hmm. that uh, are going to have severe cases Mm-hmm. And you know, if you talk, if someone talks about a r- extremely low death rate, and especially if they're comparing it to the U.S. whole U.S. population as a whole, well, that doesn't really work either, because we know that not everyone in the U.S. has been I- infected. It's really only about one point four percent of the U.S. population. So we're nowhere near uh, getting herd immunity or anything like that. You know, even even locally here, um, when we do tests to see. Uh, if if someone wants to pay eighty bucks, they're so motivated. They think they had COVID already, and they're willing to pay eighty bucks to have the antibody test done.
0: So if they thought they've had it in the past, they've recovered, but they're like, "Did I have it? I'm not yeah. sure." So they're doing the antibody test.
1: And uh, very very few of them have come back positive. Okay. So two percent or less have okay. come back positive, of those tests. Okay. So it, which reflects the general population that's been positive thus far anyway somewhere in that 1.4 to 2 percent range okay Uh, meanwhile if you want to compare it to influenza this year we had 33 people die in South Dakota from influenza Mm -hmm. and now we're at 130 something in South Dakota and that's not even a full year full season and that's despite all the efforts that we've had all the sacrifices people have made Mm -hmm. and so You know, if we think of our neighbors and we want their businesses to go well and we want them not to get sick and we want schools to reopen, then what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. Well, we can wash our hands and not touch our face and not spew germs at our neighbor. And one way that we could help prevent that is wear masks or keep our distance or, you know, like I said, wash our hands and, and be careful.
0: Mm hmm. You know, um, everyone's stress levels are a little elevated right now for a variety of reasons with this COVID um, pandemic. How do you see kindness just affecting our general stress levels and how we react to one another um, as we try to navigate this as a community? Yeah,
1: Yeah. you know, trying to, once again, then it goes to putting yourself in the other person's shoes and, you know, do they... Do they have cancer or do they live with someone with cancer or are they, uh, you know, worried about uh, different things or they have a business that uh, is suffering because no one's going because they're afraid to go. Mm -hmm. And 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 so on both sides, that empathy works where some might be afraid of getting sick and others are afraid of their business. And and so we need to consider both both sides there. And, you know, when we think about the schools reopening, you know, some kids are going to be safer in school. They're going to be fed better. They're going to get better attention academically. They're going to get better attention emotionally and connect with other kids. They've been alone for a long time, or they've been stuck at home, or they've just been playing video games the whole time or, or whatever else. And so the American Academy Family of, uh, of Pediatrics does recommend... Uh, kids go to school Mm -hmm. but we have to understand that some of those situations aren't going to work and some kids might be better at home Mm -hmm. for various reasons because they live with a family member with cancer or they live with a grandparent or they because the kids are lower risk as a whole Mm -hmm. but unfortunately yes some children can get sick and children do get it we've seen it countless times already uh in camps Some camps that still were open, it spread through the camp. Well, there you go. Kids Mm -hmm. get it. And -hmm. kids can spread it to adults. I've seen that with Mm -hmm. cases. um, And and we've seen it nationwide with various cases. So we know that kids can get it, and we know that kids can spread it. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, thankfully, kids are pretty low risk for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they'll probably be fine. But but, uh, but they can still circulate.
0: When you say kids are low risk that of means having
1: a complication, getting really sick from COVID. Hopefully okay. they won't even know they have it or uh, it would just be mild cold symptoms that they'd have.
0: So kids can still get it. It's just that what and, and spread it. But yeah. the symptoms the child experiences themselves might be minimal. Right. Is that what we're s- OK. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Important to differentiate there when we consider that at risk. All right, well, we need to take our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc on KBRK, and we will be back following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here discussing our medical questions today. We've had a few different questions come in today, and we're also just talking more in general about kindness and the impact that has in medicine, but also the impact it has in all of our lives as we consider just taking a moment to think about how we might build a little more kindness into our lives and spread that around to others. Um, And we've also been talking about um, coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic. So Dr. Ellsworth, bottom line, what can we as individuals and families be doing to help reduce the spread of COVID-19?
1: Well, you know, the topic is kindness. And, and so thinking of our neighbor and understanding their situation and understanding that we want to help prevent the spread so that we don't have to shut down our economy further and so on. And so wearing masks, and, and the mask may not be perfect, but at least it's something that we can do to, to help uh, some. And, uh, and also understanding where our, our neighbors are coming from. Are they worried about their business and, or are they worried about their health? and And understanding both sides of that issue, or uh uh you know showing kindness towards our police officers and thanking them for for what they 're doing for us, and then also showing kindness for someone wearing a a black lives matter t shirt and understanding where they 're coming from and and what- situ- life situations they 've gone through, and so it comes back down to trying to, to to love the neighbor as yourself and to to put yourself in the other person's shoes and to take a moment to try to show kindness to someone that you see today and and hopefully they'll pass it on
0: you know this is really in the spirit of dr home don't you think yeah like dr (laughs) home oh man he was a kind man um and just knowing that he uh you know this this episode that will be on thursday night is a episode that he built into the schedule um that he wanted to spend an hour on television talking about and all of that so uh Fun to think about Dr. Home today and his spirit of kindness that he elevates in all of us. So
1: you got it. thinking
0: about him. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page, On Call with the Prairie Doc, most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday uh, is an encore show about teaching kindness in medicine. This was originally broadcast on December 12, 2019. And Prairie Doc host, Dr. Jill Cruz, is joined by Dr. Jerome Freeman, professor and chair of the Department of Neurosciences at the USD Sanford School of Medicine and Sanford Clinic Neurology. And Dr. Mary Nettleman, dean of the USD Sanford School of Medicine. It's a great episode, so tune in for that tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. I'd also encourage you to look for this week's Prairie Doc essay. It was shared by Joni Holm, and that would be in Monday's Brookings Register, or you can find it on the Prairie Doc website where Joni talks about how kindness has influenced her life and her relationships and, um, and how people respond to others. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow The Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for The Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say,
1: Stay healthy out there, people.